Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. Uh, it is episode number 74, um, the Kenley Jansen episode. It's also uh, April 4th, 2020. Uh, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Swakowski. And uh, we're uh, we're coming at you again here. Uh, remote uh, remote uh, link up here with uh, Jack. Uh and um, we're uh, yeah we're here for uh, part two of our our episode from last week uh, where we're just talking about life before the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Jeremy. You said it was April fourth. I think today's Saturday. It doesn't matter. It does. It doesn't matter <laughs> what fucking day it is. It, no, it's, it doesn't. It, it might be. It might be Tuesday. It might be. Uh, it might be Friday. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's. Uh, we're all on lockdown here. Um, uh, you know, there's no sports going on, but Donald Trump met with all the owners today, uh, yep. to what end, uh, nobody knows, but, um, but yeah, so we're, we're here, we're, uh, we're going to be talking about some past games. Jeremy mentioned it was the, uh, the Kenley Jansen episode. Jeremy, I feel like I only see Kenley Jansen during the postseason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Dodgers are always in the postseason and he always pitches like every game in the postseason. And that's when I always see him. Yeah, it's true. I yeah, I mean, you know, just generally speaking, uh, I guess we don't see a lot of West Coast baseball here in the Midwest because um, it's you know, and especially Kenley Jansen because with it, at about the time he's coming into a game, it's about midnight here in Chicago. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be one thing if he was a starter, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, uh, I you know, he seems to be a pretty solid closer who's like hasn't isn't really I don't know if he's I don't know if this past year he started showing signs of like the inevitable closer like fallout you know uh-huh. fall off but um um I don't know he's been pretty reliable I do think that the Cubs have hit him in the past before like okay so like I you know I he's not necessarily my most feared closer but um yeah I don't know what else to really yeah, say about Yeah uh him? he's a former uh, a former catcher Jeremy yeah. have you ever seen that that clip of him like catching Clayton Kershaw in a minor league game Um I I don't think I saw any clips but I do know like I think like when Kershaw I think like when he threw his um like last perfect game or something or like la- and when he threw a no-hitter in the minor leagues or something like Kenley Jansen caught it or something Uh-huh There was some kind of like stat when when like Kershaw th- I think it was when he threw like his his no hitter, like Kenley Jansen caught it or something. It was some kind of weird stat. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, Jeremy. It was either uh, it was either Kenley Jansen or or you know convicted murderer Uga Thurbina, and we uh, <laughs> we have we have exhausted Uga Thurbina on this podcast. Yeah. So it, we. Chose, chose Kenley Jansen for you. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, like, sadly, there's no... I mean, well, actually, you know what? It's probably a good idea. It's probably good that there's no new news about Uga Thurbina coming out <laughs> um, for the safety of everyone uh, who owns a large, you know, uh, bit of property in Venezuela, I guess. Um, but, yeah, and then, of course, Eloy. But, you know, there's um, you know, there's not much to talk about there. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, so Kenley Jansen it is. He won out. Well, well, Jeremy, there were um, uh, a couple of uh, unfortunate uh, passings away uh, this week. Uh, Ed Farmer, uh, the announcer for the uh, radio announcer for the Chicago White Sox, 
uh, passed away uh, earlier this week. It was right. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, I think I think maybe Ed Farmer had not been in like great health uh, of recent years. Like, um, you know, he had some kidney issues and stuff. Um, uh-huh. uh, so Ed Farmer is like um, just I don't know. He he's like a real like you got to be like a really really hardcore baseball fan to I think maybe to have appreciated an Ed Farmer broadcast. Um, it, I think one, he was just the driest, most like, almost like monotone guy, but he had like a real, like acerbic, like kind of, uh, kind of dry, you know, sense of humor. Um, I thought he was really funny. And I actually think, I think one of the amazing things about Ed Farmer is that number one, he started off as a, a color guy. Um, and then just like when the, when the White Sox play by play guy left, um, he just transitioned over to play by play, which is interesting. Um, not, and, not always an easy transition to make. Well, I can't even really think of too many other people who have done it. Um, no. So I thought that was interesting. And then, like, Ed Farmer also managed to make Darren Jackson, like, seem like a, a like a fun-loving guy. Like, <laughs> like so uh, Hawk Harrelson and Darren Jackson, DJ, um, were a team on TV for many years, and they – clearly hated each other and you know uh-huh. perhaps the same could be said for hawk and steve stone oh um, yes or any of hawks uh you know par- partners with the exception of maybe <laughs> tom pachoric but um <laughs> they hated each other dj and hawk and so darren jackson went over to the radio and like he actually kind of flourished with ed farmer and i mean it was drier than like you know a severely burnt piece of toast um <laughs> <laughs> but like it was it was really I liked it. Um, but even White Sox fans like couldn't like I think it really tried their like their, you know, reaches of like loving White Sox baseball by listening to a radio broadcast. But I, I, I did like it for what it was. And it, it was it was definitely dry. But like there were some funny moments. And Ed Farmer was a funny guy. And uh, um, it you know, it's sad that uh, that we lost him. Um, he also, I will say, like used to come on the Steve Dahl show. Um, and so when I was listening to the Steve Dahl show a lot in like the aughts and like maybe early tens, um, he would tell these amazing baseball stories. Um, like he told a story. I don't know. I don't remember the specific details of it, but like there was a guy, I want to say he was on the Oakland A's and, uh, Ed Farmer was pitching and, um, they could tell that he was like stealing signs. Uh, and so Ed Farmer and he's like, the way he said it, like so matter of factly, he's like, "Well, you know what happens when you when when you do that, right? You call a pitch low and outside, and you throw it high and inside." And so, wow. like, he did that, and the guy like reached for it, and he got he hit him in the face, and, like, Jesus, and like broke his jaw. And like Ed Farmer was like, I think they asked him like, "Did you feel bad about that?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, but uh, you know, you don't steal signs." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, he was just like a classic baseball guy, and like. And then he told like a follow up like that guy like left the t- like got traded in the off season and like he missed the whole the rest of the year with like a broken jaw or whatever yeah. and um I think like he was pitching again against him the, the following year and I think yeah he was on a different team even and like he hit like a ground ball to third base and Farmer like looked to make sure the guy fielded it and he turned back to look at the batter and the batter instead of running to first like took a he said he took a left turn halfway up the line and went straight for Ed Farmer and oh, like Jesus. and started like a brawl and there was like this huge brawl and I think that the 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 joke of it was that this guy's team wasn't even the same team that he was on with. So these guys were in a brawl for something that they had nothing to do with. (laughs) Um, And I think that like, they like, I think like 
either they like made up like somehow later on or Ed, when Ed Farmer had like a surgery later on, like they made up or something. Uh, I, I maybe I'm, I'm, I don't have the details super tight, but like it was something like that. And like, just, he had crazy stories like that, that he would tell. And it's just like, I could, I could listen to him all day really. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I didn't listen to enough, uh, White Sox broadcasts uh, over the years, just you know, because I don't I don't drive, and there's not many opportunities for me to like listen on on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I whenever I heard him, I, I always I always liked him. Uh, and you know, you mentioned Tom Pachorik too, who like I, I also like. I, I I really I like Tom Pachorik. You know, he'll fill in for Steve Stone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and especially with Hawk. But I feel like Hawk just would bullied Tom Pachorik. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so too, and I, I don't know, I and and yeah, uh, Wimpy as as Hawk calls him. Yeah, um, and that wasn't even Tom Pachorik's like nickname. I think no. Hawk just started calling him Wimpy. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah, no, because I knew Tom Pachorik before Hawk Harrelson uh, uh, even came to the White Sox, and I liked Tom Pachorik um, back then. Maybe Jack, maybe we like him both because we're like good Polish boys. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, I, I loved Tom Pachork before that. And then like, he comes along and like, it's like this Hawk and wimpy. And I'm like, what the hell is it? I remember being like, you know, like a 10 year old kid or 12, 11 year old kid. And being like, what the hell is this Hawk and wimpy crap? Like, come on, like, let's get real here. Like Tom Pachork is funny on his own. He doesn't need to be, he doesn't need a nickname to like be funny, you know? So no. that immediately put me off of Hawk Harrelson, like at a young age, I guess. Yeah. Well, Hawk strikes me as one of those guys who just like gives people nicknames, right? You yeah. know? No, He's exactly. Like one, of those, one of those guys. They said that uh, like George W. Bush used to do that too. Like he would just, yeah, he would just like see guys and like, all right, you're 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 twitchy, you're lefty, you're uh, you know slimy, whatever. Like, <laughs> um. So so yeah, I, I, it is. It's kind of funny, but um, but yeah. So uh, so yeah, Ed Farmer. Um, you know, R.I.P. Uh, I think um, it's always sad like to lose a baseball guy. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially a local one for us, and um, yeah, and a guy who's still active too. So it, it'll be weird to see what what happens with the White Sox radio team going forward. Um, that was a sad one for sure. Um, and then uh, just uh, and an, and another uh, rain delay theater related thing where um, I think it, I think it was the uh, the Phillies, the Cubs Phillies episode. We mm-hmm. uh, we got into uh, a, a discussion of Fountains of Wayne. Uh, yeah. I don't remember how that came up, but we were we definitely talked about it. <laughs> you know what it was, Jack? I'm remembering this now. It's like we one. I think it might have been you, Darvish, or something. Had like a a theme, like his his walk up, his like warm up music was like it some, was a J pop song. Yeah, it was some kind of like like kind of like up tempo number, and like I think Jack, you were saying something about how it could get stuck in your head like a Fountains of Wayne song. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, okay. And we had like yeah. a we had like a mighty uh, you know sidebar like. Uh, Di- like diver divergent uh, conversation about fountains of Wayne. Um, we did. but, uh, so Adam Schlesinger, uh, like the co-founder of fountains of Wayne, uh, passed away uh, from COVID this week. And, uh, I, you know, not to make the podcast too, too maudlin, uh, you know, we'll have plenty of goofy stuff to talk about, but like that, I gotta say, Jack, that one hit me really hard. Um, just, you know, I already spent a good portion of the podcast extolling the uh, virtues of Fountains of Wayne, but um, Adam Schlesinger was just like an amazing songwriter, um, you know, and uh, I didn't even know that he had done the music for like that Mike Crazy Ex-Girlfriend uh, show, uh-huh. um, but he had like won Emmys for that and uh, just 
it's kind of crazy the amount of stuff like he did some he wrote some song that colbert did like on his show i guess yeah or on some like christmas special or something and so the guy was just i mean whenever there's like a hired gun of like of anything screenwriting uh you know songwriting whatever like it just you you have to give it up to those kinds of people who can just like step in and like write something and make it good you know well, yeah, I mean, you know, I actually recently rewatched that thing you do, actually just this week, like a okay. day or two before he died, uh, mm. oddly enough, because I own it on DVD. Yeah. And the fact that he could just, like, write that song and make it sound like, it's like, that would have been a hit song in the, right. the in 1964 or whenever that was supposed to take place. Like, the fact that he could just write that and have it be so, like, on point and realistic yeah. is pretty uh, is pretty awesome it's pretty awe-inspiring absolutely i was reading some article uh where they were you know just talking about the the genius of him as a songwriter and like they said like all right you know so this is your assignment like write a song for a movie that fits in with like that period of time that would be like something that would be as popular as like the beatles and whatever on the radio that would like send a band like a local band to like stardom and also make it fit in that style of music at the time and then you know actually make the song good enough and then you know by its sheer virtues it actually becomes like a a good song that you know gets stuck in people's heads outside of the movie and it's like that's what he was able to do and uh yeah, it's it's just it's crazy and uh, super sad. Um, I've I saw Fonzo Wayne a bunch of times, um, and uh, this is like you know not to not to again to to go too deep on music, but so Adam Schlesinger was just like such a good musician that like he didn't need to like be like a guitarist or like a lead guitarist or a you know like he was like a, the co front man of the band. I mean he wasn't even really the lead singer. He he did background vocals but that was the thing it's like he could write these songs they were really good and like they needed a bass player so he would just picked up the bass and played the bass because the band needed it like he didn't need uh-huh. to, he and the bass is typically like a somewhat non-glamorous position in a rock band yeah uh, i should know because i played bass in the bands <laughs> that i've uh, been in um but he just like grabbed it and played it because he knew he could like you know he he knew it and it, like the band needed a bassist so he would just he just stood up there and played bass and did backing vocals but like he was like a secret genius of of music and uh um wrote a lot of you know great fonds away he wrote the stacy's mom song Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just a, just a bunch of like other great songs by Fountains of Wayne and these other bands that he was in and these other projects that he wrote with and so the guy was 52 years old like it's just sad just because he was so young but also because he had so much more work to do and like he could have written so many more songs and it you know um, so it's just it's a complete absolute bummer and like uh, you know it's a it's a loss that the podcast is felt hard uh, as hard as uh, when we you know when Brody Stevens passed away a couple of years ago yeah in, indeed um uh yeah that was that was almost just even about a year ago today too the Brody Stevens thing was wasn't it, it? Um, was it yeah okay yeah I feel I feel like it was it was around this time um yeah so that was uh that was a uh, very uh uh, very unfortunate um i will say jeremy about that thing you do though you know i was i was watching it recently and uh something i didn't realize when i was watching it as a kid i don't know if you remember this uh, the, when the last time you saw this movie was but like the storyline the, the love angle between Liv tyler and tom everett scott mm-hmm. is completely tacked on at the end oh. like and you know I'll, I'll i'll attribute that to like tom hanks's like kind of shitty screenwriting i mean it's a good movie overall okay. but okay. like 
there's no the movie gives no indication like that those two are going to get together until like right at the end and you're kind of just like what uh um, okay so okay yeah like it's not yeah so it's it's not like that aspect of it is not great but like definitely like it's definitely a fun movie and it's definitely like very crucial that that song is like good enough that you want to hear it like 15 times you know yeah for sure yeah exactly because yeah you they they do play it a lot in the movie um i mean yeah i don't know i feel like there were moments like it's maybe it's been a little bit since i've seen the movie but i feel like there were moments where they i will say that i guess i did at some point feel like almost like they had like a brother sister relationship maybe more so than a like romantic uh, relationship but um, I mean I, I do think that movie's pretty good though like I think it I don't know when it came out I remember thinking like it was just some kind of like gimmicky like um, I don't know like maybe like just this period piece type of movie and like uh, I do think it's a pretty good movie um, it is yeah so um, it's got yeah. a crazy cast too it's got like Steve Zahn Giovanni Ribisi uh, Liv Tyler like before she was before she did Lord of the Rings. Yep. Uh, I think Tom Everett Scott's dad is the dad from Ferris Bueller. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is that correct? Um, it might be. I I, I I would have to look at that guy's IMDb profile. And oh. I, haven't, I haven't seen Ferris Bueller in a in a goodly while. They're both but, like um, tall. They're both like tall, like slender guys. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so, but, but like, I've definitely seen that actor who plays Tom Everett Scott's dad in, in, in other stuff. But uh, yeah, like Kevin Pollack has like a very a very small uh, small role in it so uh oh wait are so, you, yeah yeah for sure yeah right right um wait wait are you saying the guy who played <laughs> we're going wait, wait, a little sidebar here but the guy who are you saying that the guy who plays thomas tom everett scott's dad in the movie uh yes oh, okay no those are different guys i thought you were saying that his real life dad was the guy who played ferris bueller's dad oh 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 tom everett scott's real life dad yeah yeah that's what i thought you meant Oh no no no! I don't. No, I I he, do not. I do not believe so. The guy who plays his fun. dad is definitely in other movies. Um, I, it's not Ferris Bueller, but um, he's definitely in some other movies. I can't think of any right now, though. Okay. But okay. yeah, for sure. Yeah, that guy was a character actor a lot in like the like late '90s. I would say. Yes, um, he was. But uh, all right, so listen, uh, things are bad enough <laughs> in the world. Uh, I, I think you know. Let's take a take a moment to to recognize these people. But let's get on to some other stuff here. Um, all right. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, time is you know ticking away, Jack. Uh, how did how was this how was this? So it's been a week since we recorded, right? So it doesn't seem like it, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, no, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, but yeah. It, I feel like the first two weeks of this quarantine went really fast, but this, uh, this week, like flew, it flew by somehow. Um, I feel like this, this whole quarantine has sort of, uh, called everybody's bluff. You know, everybody would always say, Oh, when I have enough time, I'm going to learn another language. Yeah. Like I'm going to finally like write that screenplay that I've always wanted to write. Well, like now everybody has enough time to do everything. So like if, if we don't get the greatest outpouring of like if, if we don't have another renaissance when all of this is done like yeah. everybody was just full of shit and you know what jeremy like it's a lot easier to just like binge watch tv and read bullshit on the internet than it is to actually do anything so it, like you know I, I don't know jeremy maybe maybe the next week of the quarantine i'll actually try to accomplish something yeah right exactly i'll I'd listen to podcasts to that list of things to do as well um, but, uh, but yeah, particularly old episodes of Randall A theater, but, um, no, it's, I was thinking about that too, Jack. I'm like, you know, you know, we were both like, uh, you know, 
creators, artists, whatever you want to call us. Um, but it's like, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I haven't felt the motivation to, to create anything, um, you know, these past, uh, three weeks or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I do think like, this is kind of a weird, uh, mentally taxing time for, for people. So I guess, you know, that, that's an, ex- that's a valid excuse, um, for lack of output, but, uh, it is, it is tough. And like, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. I'm trying to motivate my students, uh, to like, well, you know, create stuff and it's just hard to do. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Jeremy, it's, it's, it's tough because, you know, there's no, there's no news, but bad news right now. And, uh, and everything is, and everything is closed and, you know, things like sports that we like aren't on TV, you know, not, you, you can't do anything you like. So, uh, you know, I, I guess, I guess you're right. It is, it is a valid excuse for just being a lazy, a lazy pile of crap, uh, <laughs> all the time. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I, I am amazed at how fast the week went because like, you know, that after everything got shut down, I feel like the week, week and a half after that happened, it just crawled by at a snail's pace. But somehow, somehow this last week, it was like just a, just a completely lost week. So, you know, honestly, if if that's how it's going to be for the rest of this quarantine, I kind of wouldn't mind that to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, yeah, I am working like three days a week from home, uh, like for most of, for all of the daylight hours, I would say. Um, so those days have been going by pretty quick, but, um, yeah, that first week definitely I was in kind of like a daze just of like, you know, what the hell's going on here. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think, I think that maybe it is possible that like after there's been this like curve of adjustment, maybe, maybe these upcoming weeks could be like more pro- productive, but, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, you know, folks, if you want to stay home and listen to, you know, old episodes of the show, <laughs> we're not going to argue with that either, I guess. Yeah, you know, Jeremy, I was wondering one last thing. First of all, is this a baseball podcast anymore? I think it is. I think it is. We'll get to to baseball eventually, folks. We've got part two of our stuff coming up. But, Jeremy, I I was wondering, like, I wonder when the next time we see each other is going to be. I know. We haven't seen. Oh, (coughs) that's what I was going to say, Jack. Yeah. No, speaking of not seeing each other, Jack, I don't know if you know this, but I've had a mustache for the last half week. What? Oh my god! I can't believe I'm missing this. Yeah, I'll post a picture of it on the website. But um, yeah, I uh, I've gone the longest without. I went the longest without shaving in my life. Like I went like 17 or 18 days, which for me that was the longest period of time. And I figured like you know I'm gonna shave and and give myself a mustache. So I've had a mustache for since like Tuesday, I think Monday or Tuesday, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I um. <laughs> Uh, I, I was thinking about growing out a, a beard. How, do, how does Molly like your uh, your wife like your mustache? You know, this is one of the reasons why she's an amazing person. She she's like she hasn't said anything about it. Like she likes <laughs> she says she likes it, which I've given her ample like reasons to say it's horrible. Get rid of it this instant. But yeah. like uh, she, you know, she's like kind of giving it a chance. And like I, if I were her, I would not do that. I would, I would demand that it was gone. Like sure. that, that next day. And I kind of was only going to keep it for one day, but it might. The days may be numbered, but at this point, I've gone three day, three weeks in a day without shaving uh, the mustache. So, uh, uh, you know, completely. So we'll we'll see what happens, but. Um, Fucking yeah. Jeremy Saladino over here. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. I know. I, it's, I, it's, I, I don't know. It does. It definitely looks bad, but I don't think it looks as bad as Tyler Saladino's mustache. <laughs> so, well, yeah, Jeremy, I um, 
you know, I, uh, I, I had, I had gone like five days without shaving earlier this week. And then I, I finally shaved. I think it was yesterday, but you know, part of me, I looked at myself and I was like, maybe I should just keep this going. Yeah. Um, I don't like to keep facial hair. Uh, but you know, who knows, maybe I'll grow something. My hair is definitely going to get longer because I, I can't get a, I can't get a haircut now for, you know, who, who knows how long. Yeah, so, sure. you know, all of us, all of us are going to come out of this quarantine, uh, you know, looking like Tom Hanks from Castaway, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was going to say, uh, you know, tasteless, hopefully without the coronavirus that Tom Hanks got, It's but, true. you know, yes. Um, uh, I don't know if he's, he's recovered or whatever, but you know, we don't have to go there, but yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so Jeremy, let's, uh, let's get into some baseball. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, now Jack, I was going to say that this hasn't been a baseball podcast since last October because it was pretty much a basketball <laughs> podcast in the off season. So why, why break stride now? You know, you know, Jeremy, it's funny. Our whole, the whole point of this podcast the very premise of it is that we go to live events and we review our experience <laughs> yes. at that event. Yes. Like, who knows the next time we're actually going to be able to do that? Uh, and who would have ever, who would have ever thunk that we, that like we, we would just be completely barred from being able to do that. But we shall, exactly. we will fucking, we will persevere, Jeremy. Yeah, we no, will get through this. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, our whole, you know, the whole, structure of the show is based on the assumption that there will always be live events to go to and you know they're not being any like this is why we're rehashing old scorecards um which we can continue right now so jack where we left off we left off just heading just we just wrapped up the 2015 season and we we're heading into 2016 jack we did uh so this first game we're going to talk about it took place on uh 4 18 6 april 18th of 2016 i want to say it was a monday night jeremy because okay. I, I, I didn't look it up for sure, but I feel like we were going to a lot of Monday night games back then. Oh, okay. And was that when they used to give away the T-shirts? Yeah, I think they used to do free T-shirt Mondays. Now they do free T-shirt Thursdays, Thursdays. of course. But yeah, I do yeah. believe it used to be free T-shirt Monday. And maybe this one was like superhero night or something oh, like okay. that. Oh, that's, okay. That's quite possible. It's like, I feel like there was like a white sock, like a superhero, but he was like had like white sock stuff on. The superhero guy kind of looks on the t-shirt, kind of looks like Jose Afreyu. Oh yeah, um, sure. Maybe it even is him, but yeah. uh, I don't know for sure. But yeah, so this was L.A. Angels. Uh, so Versus Jeremy, sox, this game yeah. is famous for. It was the first time I ever saw a pitcher get lifted in the first inning without making it through. Oh okay. Yeah okay. yeah. So this uh, Carlos Rodon. Yep. Started the game for the White Sox, and he only recorded one out. He faced nine batters. So I, I will I will recount uh, the batters that Carlos Rodon faced. So uh, yep. the first batter he faced single. The second batter struck out. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was walk, walk, single, 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 single. And then he was lifted. Yeah. Uh, it was pathetic, Jeremy. <laughs> That's really bad. That's really, it, it really is. bad. So, so uh, you know, this, this reminds me of a quote. I, I, I can I can summarize uh, this outing of Carlos Rodon's in uh, in two two quotes from the movie Con Air. Have you ever seen the movie Con Air, Jeremy? <laughs> I have not. I have not. Okay. All right. So so at one point um, in the movie Con Air, uh, uh, John Malkovich is the bad guy in that movie. His character's name is Cyrus. The virus Grissom. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, they're on this criminal transport plane, whatever, and like on this plane 
is a, a, a DEA agent, like, undercover to make sure none of the criminals, like, do anything bad. So anyway, Cyrus Grissom hijacks the plane, and he eventually finds out who this undercover DEA agent, DEA agent is, and he shoots him and kills him. And then he, he goes in the cockpit, and he talks to uh, all the cops on the ground, and he, he, he gets the DEA agent, like, the head of the DEA, like, uh, like on the radio, and he, he, says, he says to the head of the DEA, he goes, I'm sorry about your boy. There's nothing sadder than watching a grown man piss his pants. And Jeremy, uh, I'm here to tell you that there is something sadder than watching a grown man piss his pants, and that is watching a pitcher get removed from a game in the first inning. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, in the top. Yeah, top of the first. um, Yeah, not not good. And uh, certainly, you know, I. I couldn't imagine what it's like. I mean, this was April for the white for a White Sox team that wasn't expected to contend, so maybe it kind of rolled off their back like water. But like, I think it's like just to be a team and just be like, all right, guys, you're chasing five runs before you even grab the bat. It's like talk about demoralizing. Yeah, it's demoralizing, and and like I, a pitcher, a pitcher getting lifted in the first inning and then walking back to the dugout. That is just the ultimate walk of shame for a for a for a baseball player yeah. and when you think about all all of the things that like went into getting him ready for the start you know he, he starts off uh you know long tossing and like it's a big long process you know he does his long tossing into warming up in the bullpen and then like he walks back to the dugout with with coop the pitching coach and the <laughs> catcher and they're all talking to each other and you know it's like it's a big process to get him ready to start this game and then he just goes out there and does that <laughs> yeah like, makes it seem like such a waste and so that that brings me to my my second uh con air quote uh there a little bit later in the movie uh nicholas cage's character uh his name is cameron poe like sort of accidentally helps out john malkovich's character nicholas cage is of course the good guy and like he he helps out cyrus the virus grissom with something and then Nicolas Cage's best friend, uh, whose name is Baby O, he's played by McKelty Williamson, uh, who's famous for being in another Tom Hanks movie, uh, yeah. Forrest Gump. He played Bubba. He played uh, Bubba. Yep. Uh, so he he says to Nicolas Cage, he says, "Nice going, Poe. Not only did you not save that dude's life, you done made friends with Cyrus the damn virus." And so, like, <laughs> I could see somebody, I could see somebody in the White Sox dugout saying, "Nice going, Rodon." Not only did you put us behind by five runs, but you completely f- fucked our bullpen for the next like three days. <laughs> because when a pit when a starting pitcher gets lifted in the first inning, that means that the relievers have to cover eight plus innings. Yep. So it's just a uh, it's it's just a, a a vicious cycle of crap, Jeremy. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Luckily, you know, the two I'm looking at my scorecard and the two guys who really were put out the most by it were Jake Petrichka and uh, Zach Putnam. So <laughs> it's not like, uh, you know, they didn't really text those guys too hard. It's like if those guys are on the shelf for like three days, that might be a good thing for the White Sox, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it. I mean, for, for all for all I know, Jeremy, uh, you know, Zach Putnam might still be on the White Sox. You know, I I, I have no I have no idea. Patrichka and Putnam were just like they were White Sox mainstays for like uh, a number of years. Um, and one, you know, one more thing about Carlos Rodon, he's, is he in the White Sox rotation this year? Was he was he planning to be in their rotation? To uh, to quote uh, the the late great Ed Farmer, he's on the team for next year. 
<laughs> yeah, I believe. Yeah, he's. Um, I mean, I think he's factored in. I think he's like, especially now. But I think he was on. I don't know. I think he was on pace to be like on the opening day roster. I know that he missed. It was it last year he missed with. Was it Tommy John last year or was that was it in like a weird shoulder thing last year? Well, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what the injury was uh, exactly last year, but I know he missed all or at least very much most of the year. Um, yeah. I feel like Rodon is one of those guys now. It's like nobody's even really talking about him anymore. No. You know, um, for no. a while, I mean, I, he was drafted very high. I think he was like he was going to be like the yeah. next the next guy for the White Sox. Yeah, and definitely. now he's just like he's not even that old. I mean, 2016 or 2015 might have been his rookie year. Uh-huh. But like, you know, he's just he's just a guy that like nobody even even considers or talks about. And I think a lot of that is just because because of injuries. He's never proven that he can actually stay healthy. No, for sure. And I, I, I mean, I will say I do think that like. He's one of those guys where, like, I think that, um, you know, he had some growing pains, but I think that one of those years, what, whatever the last year he pitched, like, for any extended period of time, it was either 17 or 18, I think he did show, like, a, some glimpses, but again, like, it's it's all, like, destroyed by the fact that he couldn't get on the field, um, and he hasn't been on the field, so, yeah, I don't know um, what what the situation is with, with him, uh, you know, for this year, but... Um, Luckily, they've had some guys step up. So, like, I think anything they give him is, that he gives them is is gravy at this point. Um, right. But, but yeah, like, definitely a guy who like hasn't lived up to his draft uh, s- slot yet. No. Um. Uh, yeah. Absolutely not. Um. Uh, and then the White Sox. Th- this was a, a sad White Sox team, Jeremy. Oh God, um, yeah. Uh. But for the for the Angels, uh, they had the guy who played catcher in that game. Was Giovanni Soto? Yeah, th- this whole lineup is is kind of screwy, save for like Trout and um, and Pujols there in the three and four slots. I mean, even I'll say one of the weirdest. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of bums like in the lineup for both teams. Brett Lowry, um, Deonor Navarro, who I had kind of forgotten about a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, the starting pitcher for the for the uh, Angels for this game was Hector Santiago, former White Sox, who and then. Uh, current White Sox, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he pitched with the White Sox last year. Yeah, he might have had the game of his life in this game. Yeah, he pitched uh, what seven scoreless innings? Seven scoreless innings of two hit baseball with with ten strikeouts. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's Kershaw esque. Yeah, no one, no one. He had no business having that kind of game, and we happen to see it. So, bully for us, I guess. But. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we, you know, we went to this game from Mike Trout and, um, yeah, but it, there's Craig Gentry was at second or was, was batting second for the, uh, for the angels, like just all kinds of weird, you Escobar was still in the league and starting yeah. leading yeah, off. Uni Escobar, he led off and played third base, oh my uh, God. Took, a, took a one for five. Um, uh, looks like Pujols took an 0 for four with a walk. Johnny Giovatella. Yeah. Uh, he started at second base. He went one for four for the uh, the the Angels. Jeremy, I was looking over another Angels box score because we went we would we would try to go see the Angels every year because of Trout. Yeah. Um. And uh, I, I think some guy named Taylor Featherston played in a game. Oh. Do you remember? Do you remember a guy with that name? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. I'll have I'll have to go look at that box score later. I, I was looking at. It, I was like, ah, this one isn't really worth talking about. But there was there. I did see that scrub in there, and I was like, oh. I wonder if Jeremy would. If anybody remembers that guy, Jeremy Wood. Yeah, um, that's horrible. Yeah, CJ, CJ Crone played 
played DH for the Angels. He went three for four. Three for four. Yeah, it was a, a kind of an, uh, an un, unremarkable Angels lineup. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Um, it's too bad. I, I remember kind of sitting maybe, you know, in the upper deck for this game. We Too bad we weren't close enough to read what you know Escobar's eye black said. Um, oh, the, the, would, it, would it say, would his eye black say things? Uh, well, it, it's very famously said a, like a, a, like a homosexual slur in like in Spanish. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, so that he got in some trouble over that. Uh, so <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if he was sporting okay. that this night, but, but yeah, that's, that's what I like to remember, you know, Escobar for. <laughs> but, um, all right. Well, th- yeah. yeah, this, this was a, this was a good one, Jeremy. I, I, uh, uh, the, the LA angels, uh, we we were gonna we were gonna try to see them this year, but I think your wedding was uh, I think your wedding was that weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, that's 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 quite likely. Yeah. Yeah, um, but Trout 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 also was hurt for most of September, so I don't even know if he played in that series. Right. Exactly. Um, we well, should the next the next one up, Jeremy. Yep. Is uh, it was it was a doubleheader. Okay. Uh, yes. In addition to seeing the Angels, we try to see a doubleheader every year if we possibly can. The White Sox are one of the only teams that still plays classic doubleheaders as opposed to day night because nobody would go to a day night doubleheader if it was if it was the White Sox. Yep. So um so yeah, the, the doubleheader it took place on May twenty third of twenty sixteen. It was the Indians uh, versus the White Sox. Yeah, that's right, Jack. And I we should just say this is kind of like the dawning of like our White Sox like I don't even know what you want to call it. It's certainly not fandom, but like, uh, uh-huh. you know, association, uh, bumming right. around, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think maybe this was about the time where we discovered that we could go see games for like four or five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, we were talking before the podcast. Might as well bring it up right now. Yeah. But we went to, we went to, uh, not in 2016, but 2017, we went to uh, we went to seven White Sox games. Yeah. 2017, and we weren't even doing a podcast. Exactly. So yeah, yeah we we had we had uh, discovered something. Uh, something struck our fancy about about <laughs> these games, and and yeah, I definitely think it was the fact that we could get in for like four bucks. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I think this game was like you, me, and uh, a couple of your friends, if I'm not mistaken. Is yeah, that right? Mark Bubblebath, I think, right, was one of them. Who yeah, Mark Bubblebath was there, and I think was was your buddy Dan there too? Yeah, that sounds about right. Now, was this the first? Was this the first um, straight double header jack that me and you attended together? Uh, no, we attended the straight double header. It was, uh, uh, the, the, I think it was the Reds in 2015. It was okay. White Sox versus Reds. Okay. Um, and we, I think we all showed up late to that first game, which is kind of unfortunate. Right. But yeah. Or weather, at least um, yeah. me and you were there for that first game, maybe. And then like the other guys showed up at the end, like in the middle of the first game or close to the end or something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you you came along too, sort of sort of near the end of that because I think you maybe had class um, okay. before that. But uh, but yeah, this is the first one where we, we were all there together um, for the whole thing. And yeah. we were all we were all in it to win. And I see here I, I have first pitch written down at four ten p.m. Yeah. So this must have kind of been like a, a twinight doubleheader, which yeah. is cool. Um. Uh. Yeah. And, and what's odd, Jeremy, is so this is this is uh, the 2016 Indians. So yeah. little did we know that uh, you know this this Indians team would become famous for uh, uh, playing the Cubs. Uh, yeah. You know, in the World Series. That's right. Yeah, we had no idea. I had no idea that I was going to see the guy who, to make the last out uh, to to give the Cubs their first World Series win in 108 years. Um, but he was starting <laughs> in center field that night for the uh, Cleveland Indians. One um, Michael. Martinez. 
Yeah, Michael Martinez, um, Carlos Santana was hitting leadoff. Yeah, you had all your Indians mainstays here, Jeremy. Even yeah. Mike Napoli in his first at bat of the doubleheader hit a home run. I remember Mike Napoli had a really good year that year. Yep. Jose Ramirez was playing third base. He homered in that game. This was before anybody really knew who Jose Ramirez was. Um, uh, and, and Jeremy, one thing, and Francisco Lindor was batting third. Jeremy, one thing I remember about, about this game I don't know if you remember this, mm-hmm. uh, but there was like uh, there was a group of people sitting behind us, and there was a there was like a guy sitting behind us, and every time Jose Ramirez would come up to the plate, he would go, "Come on now, Josie, hey, <laughs> keep your helmet on, there, boy." You remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, man, he kept yelling that, and he kept yelling, "Hey, keep your helmet on, there, boy." Like, <laughs> wait, wait. I don't, and I don't, and then the. the the girl who was with him would go, shut up, shut up, you know? <laughs> so, like, I don't know. And, oh, like, boy. I'll have to watch more of Jose Ramirez. Like, does he have a thing where he, like, takes his helmet off a lot when or, he's running the bases? Yeah, or did it, like, yeah, I mean, I'm maybe getting some, like, uh, like kind of, like, flashbacks to, like, he maybe, like, swung hard at a pitch and his helmet came off or something. Sure. And this guy just, like, zeroed in on that or something. Right. I don't know, right. but uh, but yeah, that that is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess you give credit to guys who like are observant enough to like notice those kinds of things, but it also sounds pretty damn annoying to 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 kind of like recount that now years oh. later. Oh yeah, yeah. No, but definitely. Um, so yeah, I, I that that guy definitely would have been something that we would have talked about on Rain Delay Theater, like if, if we would have been doing this <laughs> podcast. Sure. Uh, Lonnie Chisenhall was in right field ah, for this. Uh, he had been moved to from third base where he was just atrocious. Uh, so he he was playing. He was playing the outfield at this point. Uh, Jeremy, you have a great nickname for Lonnie Chisenhall, <laughs> the Chiseler. Yeah, that's I just said it. Yeah, Jack, the Chiseler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that that so that that's that's one of the best uh, the best original nicknames. Uh, <laughs> not quite as good as the Big Pasta, but I don't think you I don't oh. think you came up with that one. No, so. I yeah, Jack. You know what? I I did some research after the podcast, and the Big Pasta is a real like it's at least noted on Wikipedia. So <laughs> so one of my yeah one of my smartass coworkers did not coin that. I guess that's okay. a real okay. nickname. Uh, well, whatever whatever it was, it's a it's a damn clever nickname. It's um, a pretty good one, yeah. But, but uh, also, Jeremy, it should be noted that in this in this Indians game here, uh, Marlon Bird yep. hit a home run, um, and this was like this was like two weeks before he got busted for steroids and like and quit baseball. Yeah, yeah. You know, I and I think I think too, I think that was only Marlon Bird's second steroid violation. Like he wasn't banned for life. Okay. But he, I think he was just like ah fuck it, like I'm gonna quit. Yeah, exactly. It's like I think they're on to me. <laughs> I think they know that I'm just not good at baseball and I have to take steroids to stay in the league. <laughs> yeah, um, it was at that, that he, yeah, I mean, he, he spent a couple of years with the, at least one year with the Cubs, and I think he made the All-Star team, right? Did he, go? Oh God, did he make the All-Star team as a Cub? Jesus. Uh, yeah, I want to say he made it. I mean, uh. that, that might have been, you know, that famous Lou Pinella rant that we played one time. That might have been why Lou Pinella was like, you got Marlon Bird, who's basically been our best hitter all year, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So that you know that that uh, that, that might have been the, the genesis of that. But um, but yeah. So Marlon Bird, uh, Marlon Bird homered uh, in that game, and Mike Clevenger uh, started. I think that was like Mike Clevenger's second career start. Really? If wow. I'm not second. mistaken. Okay. Yeah. So that that's kind of cool that we got to see him. I mean, because he's a he's a uh, you know a certified major league rotation guy now. Yeah, for sure. So probably one um, of the reasons why. Yeah. The, probably one of the reasons why the Indians were 
comfortable getting rid of uh, 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 Corey Kluber. Um, right. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just look at this lineup and, it, you know, again, there's just like – I mean, yeah, more – more or less, um, the Indians lineup was pretty solid and pretty much representative of their uh, World Series lineup, um, mm-hmm. with Bird and Martinez being the exceptions. You look at the White Sox, and it's it's also again a similar uh, lineup to um, the one we saw in this in the previous game, which we didn't actually run down. But like Adam Eaton, Jimmy Rollins was on that team. Oh yeah, yes he was. Uh, Brett Lowry again, Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I gotta say, the starting pitcher for the White Sox. Oh God! None other than Matt. You know, hold hold one of my teas, Latos. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy. Uh, oh. uh, famously, one of my favorite lines from you. Uh, you referred to Matt Latos as a, a tattooed idiot who's starting brawls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. And, and folks, if if you haven't watched the Matt Latos uh, uh, brawl clip from Independent Ball, yeah, uh, do yourself do yourself a favor. And watch it because it's uh, it's pretty great. Oh God, what a just just what a just a steaming pile of garbage that guy is, man. <laughs> what a what a just a fucking punk. Like just like why those guys are trying to like you know stick around in baseball. It's like they don't need a a big tattooed idiot like him like starting fights. Like just let these guys <laughs> fucking play and hang on to their careers. Like Matt Lato, I'm sure you made enough money. Just get out of the fucking get out of the game. And let these guys like play without having like to be antagonized by some fucking like sons of anarchy reject. Like fuck that guy, man. Fuck him all day and night. Yeah, and, and if you you know if you ever wanted to see a body slam happen on a baseball field, like wa- watch that clip. Because, yeah. Uh, I I can't remember if it's Matt Latos that gets body slammed or if he body slams somebody, but it's uh, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So game game two, which I see first pitch was at 8 p.m. Okay. Uh, so yeah, th- we must have been there pretty late, Jeremy. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, same same uh, same mainstays for the uh, the Indians. Although I do see that Juan Uribe uh, played third base for the Indians in yeah, that game. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, they had both Juan Uribe and Marlon Bird. <laughs> Which is which is pretty crazy. That is funny. I um, love that Michael Martinez started both games of this doubleheader. <laughs> yeah, he hit ninth and started and, and started both games. Yeah, um, he played uh, center field in the first game and played second base in the in the nightcap. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the, the guys playing outfield and then second base and uh, in, you know, two halves of a, a doubleheader. You know, uh, so like that's that's versatility right there. You know. Yeah. Um, Jesus, like you know, I, they they must somebody must have been injured for the Indians for him to be starting both games. Yeah, uh, exactly. Th- doesn't make sense. Now, 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 here, here's something funny, Jeremy. Neither starting pitcher in game for game two is listed on either team's <laughs> roster. That's what I was gonna say, Jack. Who the hell was Anderson for the for the Indians? I don't. I you sometimes I'll try to write their name in if they're not listed for this specific reason. When I go back and look at it four years later, I can tell who the hell the guy was. But I don't know. But he did have a great game, though. It wasn't. Yes. It wasn't uh, the guy who was with the um, the Brewers, right? That Ander Cor- was it. Corian, what's his name? Ch- Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson. It's not him, no, right? No, no. There's no. no there, Chase Anderson would have been on the Brewers um, in that season. So it wasn't him. It wasn't Brett Anderson. Um, you know, if this guy had any other name than Anderson, like Anderson is such a. a 
Well, okay, so this is a great, this is part of this joke here. So there's Anderson, which is such like a common, unmemorable name. Yeah. But then for the White Sox, they had a number 39 starting, and his name is, yeah, you got it. His name is Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Like, how are we supposed to, you know, like, like I guess like Giovatella, you know, Johnny Giovatella. Like, I remember that guy and like and who he was just because of like the fact that he had kind of a crazy name, you know? Right. Um, or not crazy, but just like, you know, he had an uncommon name. But like the, these two guys, who, do you remember who Johnson was? Uh, you Jeremy? know what? I do, Jack. I believe it's Eric Johnson. Eric and, Johnson. Yeah, and okay. I think that he might have been he might have been a, a prospect at some point with the team. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't you know, I yeah, just completely not like uh unglamorous of a guy to see for sure starting like i think he was maybe called up for the he might have been called up for this you know for this game as like the 26th man right um i'm i jack i just looked it up it was cody anderson cody anderson cody anderson who i believe i've maybe gotten confused with chase anderson like you know over the over the years or whatever but i'm looking at his uh baseball reference and he pitched he started 15 games in 2015 for the Indians. He started nine, appeared in 19 games for the 2016 Indians. He ended the se- the season with a 6.68 ERA. Um, so, I you know this must have this is definitely the uh, the outlier of his career um, of this season. Um, and then he didn't appear again until 2019 with the Indians for five games. And, Holy crap! And took so a he- yeah. What, wait, uh, what, what's this guy's first name again? Cody, Cody Anderson? Cody Anderson, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's this guy. How many, I, innings, how many innings did he pitch in 2019? Um, uh, 8.2, 8 and 2 thirds. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure that it's, I mean, I don't see any other Andersons on the team. What, was he Was he in um, their system that whole time? If you, it, 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 it seems like you're on baseball reference yeah, right me, now. Is let he... me click on his minor league stats. Um... I wonder if he he's got no stats for 2017 maybe he was hurt yeah he might have had tj and um yeah i bet he must have had tj because then he only appeared in three games in 2018 all so, right so yeah i bet i bet he um i bet he had tommy john in 2017 and maybe he was i bet he was probably injured and then had it halfway through 2017 and you know, only got in a handful of games in 2018. I'm guessing. Does um does does it list on like the the team that he's on? Does it list that is he on like their 40 man roster for the Indians, or is he in like the does it list like Indians minors? Um, he is a well, I don't know how we missed this one, Jack, but he's a non roster invitee for the Mariners, or at least he was. <laughs> uh, yeah, how indeed? Yeah, so um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe he was uh. Um, on the roster those all that time uh <clears throat> but uh yeah he's uh, i guess the indians have uh finally you know begrudgingly cut cut ties with cody anderson <laughs> well you know jeremy i think the lesson we've learned from uh both hector santiago and cody anderson is if you, if you want to have the game of your life uh just just try to try to get in the lineup versus the white Sox and then have us attend the game yeah exactly you know? yeah for sure yeah. Um, cause it looks like here he pitched, yeah, seven innings and gave up only one earned run. So, uh, <laughs> Co- Cody Anderson, uh, I don't know how we, how we missed honoring you for episode 56, but, uh, but you know, you did, you did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Jack, let's move on. We got, we still got a, a stack to go, go through we here. We do. 
Um, we do. In, why don't you introduce this next one? I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna re uh, refill my beer here. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, Jeremy. So so this game was June eighth of twenty sixteen. It was the Washington Nationals versus the Chicago White Sox at the cell. Um, the reason we went to this game, Jeremy, is because Max Scherzer was pitching for the Nationals. Uh, we wanted to see him, so I remember that was cool. So, uh, you know, in the same vein of... Jeremy, there, there's a theme here of, of games we went to in 2016 of pitchers going like seven innings and just dominating <laughs> the White Sox. Max Scherzer went seven scoreless innings yeah. uh, versus the White Sox. Uh, had, a, had a great game. Um, so that's cool. That's cool that we got to see vintage, uh, vintage Scherzer. Yep. which was which was nice. Um, and this is another game, too, where we saw a White Sox starting pitcher get lifted very early in the game. Yeah, exactly. It looks, it looks, yeah, it looks like James Shields only went two-plus innings in this one. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I uh, I have something here about White Sox debut. Who is That couldn't have been James Shields' debut, right? Oh, man, was it? Was he a um, mid-season acquisition for the, for this team? Yeah, he, well, he was. They traded for him mid-season. That you know, oh. that was the the ill-fated as you as you called it on the last podcast trade for Fernando Tatis. Jesus. But like, was that was that his White Sox debut? Um, that's what I have right here, Jack. So I'm gonna say yes. I'm I'm pulling it up on on Baseball Ref right now. Um, oh my god! It was. It was his first. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Jeremy! I didn't know we saw James Shields' first White Sox game. But I don't get this, Jack. Not only was he like trade, yes, of course, yes, traded for for Fernando Tatis, but they needed to go ahead and acquire him in June. Like, was there what was the reasoning? But I don't get this. What was the reasoning behind this? Were, were they were they contending at that point? Ugh, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I mean. I, how is that possible? <laughs> and and not not only though, Jeremy, not only like did uh was it his debut and like did it seem like a pointless acquisition, but he just got complete he just got tattooed in this game. Yeah, well talk yeah, exactly. Talk about like, you know, an omen of things to come. So June what do we say June 8th, right? Yes. Uh so it was, it was June 8th of 2016. It looks like he went looks like he went two innings and allowed seven earned runs and three homers. Yeah. The White Sox were um they were twenty. They were at five hundred in fourth place, three and a half games behind, at that point in the season. And they they traded Fernando Tatis for James Shields yes. and his like and his fifty million dollar contract. Yes, yes. Wow, that and is I, absurd. It's still the same the same regime, right? The same GM, the same president yeah, of baseball it, operations. It is. I think. I think last year I attributed or last uh, episode I attributed the trade to Kenny Williams, which. And back in 2016, I wasn't sure if if Rick Hahn had taken over yet, but I guess he had. And so, yeah, this was a Rick Hahn uh, acquisition. Ooh, yeah, a Rick Hahn special. Wow. I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'll give credit to Rick Hahn. Like he did he did a good job. Like re, like kind of building up the farm system in uh 26 and later like in 2016 and in the off season, I think uh, is when they made all those moves. But um, but uh, I did. That, I mean, good God, man! I can't I can't believe it. I can't believe that. No, um, so so that that's very odd. Um, and, and another thing that's strange, Jeremy, is I believe, and if you're on Baseball Reference right now, you can probably verify this, but I think this was Jimmy Rollins' last major league game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, let me. Um, let I me... think the White Sox. I think the White Sox cut him after this. After this game. Yeah, I know we've talked about that before. Let, let's um, set the record straight. Um, yeah. 
Listen for all. Let's look at his game logs. Um, yeah, that's correct, Jack. It's his last. <laughs> it was his last uh, major that's, league appearance. That's pretty depressing. I mean, for a guy who you know, Jimmy Rollins. I'm sure he was a multiple time All Star. Like he won an MVP award. Like he's not a Hall of Famer, but he had he had a he had a really good career. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he has a World Series ring too with the Phillies. Yep. And like for that to be his last uh, his last game that we saw, that's pretty that's pretty sad. Yeah, absolutely. I will say at least he went out, he went out with a walk in this, and he went around to score later um, in that inning. But uh, yeah, obviously the White Sox um, lost this game. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I see. We got to see Zach Putnam pitch. We got to see oh. like eight White Sox relievers pitch in that game, but none other though than uh, JB Shuck finish the game for the White Sox. Correct, Jack. And and correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, but was this the first time you saw a position player pitch? This was. I had never seen a position player pitch in a, uh, live in a Major League Baseball game before, so I was all I was all about seeing this. Yeah, for sure. And I cannot had remember... Have you ever seen it? Had you ever seen it? Yeah, I can't remember, Jack. I, I'll say that this was maybe it was my first one, too. I, 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 I'm trying to think if I've... Um, man, I, yeah. I, I, I'd have to, like... I bet if I looked at my scorecards, I could probably find one, but I don't really remember um, uh-huh. too many. You know, I don't remember any before that, so I'll go ahead and say yeah. I mean, it was okay. definitely like, you know, I going to these White Sox games and seeing these 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 random things was were definitely memorable. Like it all it all adds into like the lore of like going to these White Sox games and just like how ridiculous like an experience it can be, um, which again is the backbone of our podcast. Um, but uh, but yeah, for sure. Like seeing like, yeah, first start of James Shields get completely lit up. Oh shit, people are you know maybe thinking we made a terrible mistake, which they did. Um, and then yeah, and then all ultimately leading up to, like like just put it in this perspective. Um, if you were to tell Rakan, hey, you just traded Fernando Tatis for um, or even now, if you told him this now, it's like, hey, you know, you traded Fernando Tatis for James Shields. Would you know like? Just as a side note, the game would end with JB Shuck on the mound, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the game. So you you fill in the blanks on how it went in between James Shields starting throwing his first pitch as a White Sox to JB Shuck, you know, recording the last <laughs> out for the White Sox. It's like things probably didn't go very well. And by the way, you traded Fernando Tatis to make this all happen. So go ahead, you know, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Um no, no, hundred percent. And and this um, this too, Jeremy. I think this started this uh, podcast uh, some, somewhat infatuation with JB Shuck. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Who, who did? Who did? Actually, did play in the major leagues last year, I believe, with Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, good for him. Uh, for for the Nationals, uh, Stephen Drew homered, uh, uh-huh. which is pathetic. Um, he homered off of uh, off of Shields. Yep. Uh, uh, Zimmerman, Ryan Zimmerman homered. Danny Espinosa homered. Jason yep. Worth homered. Yep. So you know, four fifths of their lineup hit a home run off of the White Sox. Um, yeah, it was it was a slaughter, Jeremy. The the White Sox the White Sox got blown out of this one. Yeah, real bad. Even David Robertson, who was pretty like reliable as a pitcher uh, in these years, uh, you know, he gave I think he gave up that homer to uh, Jason Worthless. And, uh, yeah, he, he got tagged for three earned runs in one third of an inning. So even he had a bad outing. Right. Um, right. Um, yeah. And, and, and we should, we also shouldn't discount the fact that we, uh, we saw, um, 
We saw Bryce Harper play as well. That right. was, I think that was another reason we wanted to go to this game. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think here. Um, what do? I, how did he get on in the first inning? Uh, looks like he singled. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he had a bunt single, I believe. That's what I. Oh, I, did he really? Yeah, I had a I had a a bib in there, which is my own little thing, which I couldn't even interpret. But I think that that is a bunt a bunt single. Oh man, yeah. I mean that that that's kind of disappointing, Jeremy. You know, you go to a game to watch Bryce Harper and you see him lay down a bunt for yeah. a single. You He's, know, that's not exactly not exactly getting your money's worth. No, you know? not not exactly. He did go on to double and single again. So so yeah, we 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 got to see some some quality Bryce Harper there. Um, we did. But Jack, so I want to say also we should mention that uh, Felipe Rivero uh, pitched in this game. Uh, Felipe yes, he Vazquez. did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, let's see. The other thing I was going to mention, Jack, was this the um, was this the Hawk uh, alarm clock giveaway game? Mm, I don't know if it was. Yeah, it, that you know I, what that, it might, might have been coming up later. It might Jeremy. be the next game that we're going to talk about. Yep. I think. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should, we, should we move on to that one? Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So I think this one was Hawk Harrelson alarm clock, and this one was uh, uh, the Braves. It was it was White Sox versus Braves. So yeah. many White Sox games. It was seven uh, uh, July 9th of twenty sixteen. Yes, that's correct. Um, and yeah, you know it's the the um, the running theme here, uh, and one game that I don't think we we're talking about. But um, we did figure out like, hey, you know, we can still see National League baseball and pay White Sox prices. We just have to go to interleague <laughs> games. Um, and so we're like, yeah. So we did see we saw the Nationals, we saw the Braves, and I think we saw the Padres later, which we, which I think we're going to skip. But um, um, yeah, we did see a slew of. Uh, NL uh, or interleague matchups, so we got our, our fix of National League baseball, I guess. Um, at we least. did, and actually in 2017 we saw Kershaw pitch against the White Sox too. That's uh, right. Sell. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. Pay, we 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 did not pay White Sox prices for that game. I think we yeah. paid like 20 bucks a, a ticket for I, that I one. I think we did. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. Uh. You know. Your your point stands. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. Julio Tehran started this one, Jeremy, for the uh, the Braves. Yeah, a guy who's kind of fallen off a little bit. He's with the Angels now. Um, and uh, you know, I think maybe he could be a reclamation project. Um, but he he kind of was like kind of an ace for the the staff and, and kind of fell off a little bit. Um, did not have a good game this outing. Uh, ended up taking the loss. But um, yeah, I mean, some other like. We did see now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did did we see Jeff? We saw Jeff Francoeur in this game. Did he make a did he make a a put out in this game? Maybe he made um, like a really nice well, relay or something. Well, Jeremy, I know. So I know in the Bryce Harper one um, that we were just talking about, Bryce Harper made a a, a good a good throw. Okay. Um, I don't see any assists for Francoeur yeah, in this neither. game. Yeah. Um, and qu- quite frankly, I, I'm surprised that Jeff Francoeur was even still playing in right. 2016 yep um it's fairly surprising and he actually hit he actually hit a home run in this game yeah for sure yeah two run homer um off of uh, uh jose quintana who started the game yes he did um so yeah quintana started i feel like i feel like zach duke zach duke pitched in relief um in this game i feel like zach duke uh pitched in like every game we saw he has. We, have, we haven't mentioned um, him, but he he did appear in all these lineups. Yeah, in these uh, box scores. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and Jeremy, we, we did have a theory here. Um, so so Tyler <laughs> Flowers 
uh, T-Flow, as he likes to be called, yep. um, uh, was removed in the second inning. Like, I almost want to say in the middle of the inning. Yeah. Uh, and Jeremy, we had, we had a little theory about that, didn't we? <laughs> we did, Jack. Are you teeing me up to say it? <laughs> I'll say it, Jeremy. Okay. We, we think that he had diarrhea in this game. <laughs> You think that good old good old T flow had some had some diarrhea going on? Yeah, you know, um, hey, why not? You know, um, yeah, you know, I think whenever uh, a player leaves a game in the middle of the game for not for a non like you know pulled hamstring or like a non obvious injury, um, sometimes uh, the uh, I think maybe and I don't even think that it would it's just us. I think like the crusty baseball guy, you know, might posit a theory that uh, um, you know they they have diarrhea. <laughs> basically yeah just from yeah. whatever what for whatever reason you know maybe it's the pregame spread maybe they were out partying the night before um and <laughs> you know for whatever reason uh you know and that that seems to be like a viable possible possibility for them to be pulled in the game like that unceremoniously right no yeah absolutely um and who knows maybe it was just an excuse to get aj pierzynski in the game you know uh, on hawk harrelson bobblehead day uh, it, it is it is kind of amazing that AJ Pierzynski again, along with Jeff Rinker, was still playing mm-hmm. in the year 2016. Yeah. Um, and then and he we would actually brave. see we would actually see AJ Pierzynski twice. We would also see him play with the Braves against the Cubs uh, a couple months later in a game that we will not be talking about. Right. Um, but yeah, he uh, yeah he played with um, yeah. I mean, he, he played a long time. Um, yeah, they, they had kind of a crazy roster. Uh, Jeremy, they had G- Gordon Beckham. Was right. on that Braves team, and he homered in that game. Yeah, right. And the, the second at bat of the uh, of the game, he homered. You know, Jack, it would be interesting to to tally how many teams we've seen Gordon Beckham with. Uh, you know, not with the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, at least a few. I mean, we saw him play against the with the Tigers, didn't yep. we? Was, yeah. Did we see him with the Mariners too? <laughs> we we might we might have. I Jeremy. think we did. Did he play? Did he play with the Mariners, or did he play in that game we went to? I think so. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, Tim Beckham. I don't know, but okay. But yeah, I feel I definitely feel like we've seen him like with at least I'd say at least three teams. Yeah, like how how many teams has he played with against the White Sox, and like how many times have White Sox fans just not given a shit? Yeah, that it's been Gordon Beckham. No, you know exactly that 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 um, generation of Gordon Beckham fans has like you know become cynical and you know, grown out of baseball, like they're, they're, you know, they went through their, uh, um, rebellious teen years and have, you know, shunned baseball and they don't even, they don't watch anymore. So they can't, they don't have a soft spot for Gordon Beckham anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, re- I still remember that home run, Jeremy. I think he hit it in the White Sox bullpen. Okay. Um, yeah. So that, that was a good one. They had that Ch- Chase Derno was leading off yeah and, not and travis but chase yeah yeah not not travis but but the uh the other the other derno is, is chase derno still playing jeremy i don't think so no I mean, neither do i i barely i barely remember the guy to be honest with you and then the icing on the cake is that so once again jeremy uh well actually so tehran went um okay yeah so tehran went six and then it looks like ian kroll went two innings yeah is that is that right for yep. the braves that's what i got yeah, Jesus. Yeah, what a what a what a game that was. Ian Kroll. Um, so yeah, he, he was there. Um, and and Jeremy, the uh, the the Braves had an interesting coaching staff too. Terry Pendleton was their bench coach. Uh-huh. Uh, Eddie Perez was the first base coach. Kevin Seitzer 
was their hitting coach, yeah. which is pretty great. Kevin Seitzer, the old brewer. You remember Eddie Perez, Jeremy? I do remember Eddie Perez, yep. Yeah, yeah. I think he was Greg Maddox's personal catcher for a time with he, the Atlanta Braves. He was. There's um if you watch any like somewhat like modern day blooper videos, there's like yeah. this blooper that Tim Hudson played on Eddie Perez, which is kind of fucked up. Like he dressed up in like a scream costume, like go the ghost face from Scream, and like hid in Eddie Perez's like closet and so Eddie yeah. Perez is, like before he checked into the room uh so like Eddie Perez comes into the room and like puts his bag down and then walks by the closet and Tim Hudson jumps out at him and like Eddie Perez like grabs his like chest and like falls backwards and then like almost like punches at Tim Hudson like he almost like punched him and then he like oh, takes Jesus. the mask off and he's like oh man it was just me and it's like, and oh, like God. They, they show like a, a, slow, a slow motion of Eddie Perez's reaction <laughs> and it's completely normal because it's like who expects someone to be in the room before you even fucking check in you know and yeah, it's like that, that, that's pretty fucked up, man. <laughs> it is. It's like one of those things. It's a classic thing where like a jock is trying to be funny, but doesn't understand the nuances of comedy and takes it too far. And like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like just the, the fucking look on Tim Hudson's face. He's like, oh, man, you, I got you. It's like, Jesus, man, come on. <laughs> like fucking get 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 real. Like, so anyway, yeah. So that's how I know Eddie Perez as well. In addition to that. OK. Um, yeah, I, I mean. And- yeah, okay. Greg, Greg Maddox's personal catcher was just anybody who wasn't Javi Lopez. Right, anyone, yeah, who, like, you know, just was not – who had hit, like, 219 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, I was going to say, Jack, I also remember from this game, I remember you contemplating, like, wanting to go down and get Kevin Seitzer's autograph, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember – I, I was going to, like, going gonna to talk to him about, like, hey, man, I, I remember when you got hit in the face. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember, like, I kind of, like, maybe being, we might have sat, maybe we were, like, in the lower deck for this, and you saw him, like, you know, talking to some people in the front row, maybe signing autographs, and you were talking about how you remembered him, yeah, from, from, the, from the Brewers, and I was like, yeah, man, go down there, get his autograph, whatever, um, but uh, that was not to be, um, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I feel like if I would have been a little a little bolder, if it would have been 2020, uh, Jack, I might have I might have done it, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure, um, for the pod. Yeah, for for the yeah exactly for the pod exactly yeah because um, yeah, I, I remember he did get I think he did get hit in the face um, and then he he was one of those guys who wore like uh, the extra uh, the extra padding on his on his helmet which yeah. was which was kind of cool he made an all star team with the Brewers um, and, and then he became like a born again Christian which oh, was okay. which was which was weird um, uh, yeah like because because I I think he went through a, a period where he was like partying down a lot and then like i don't know he found he found jesus or whatever Uh, so so that was like a big a big thing for him for a while but like yeah uh yeah kevin seitzer uh you know a brewer brewer player from my childhood yeah i always had always had a soft spot for him yeah for sure um yeah and uh i think non-brewers fans will remember him as a royal as well but uh yeah a guy guy who was successful in the 80s and 90s for sure yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, one more thing before we move on. Did Terry Pendleton? Did he win a like a, a some like a batting title or something? Yeah, I believe so. He might have even won the MVP, Jack. I was gonna say. I was gonna ask you if he won the MVP. That that is a that's a messed up guy to have won MVP. <laughs> Terry Pendleton. Yeah, for sure. It would be like if Josh Harrison won, you know, an MVP or something. <laughs> he was like the like early like late eighties, early nineties version of uh, of Josh Harrison. I would say. Yes, he was. Yeah, that's a good that's a good comp. Um, so yeah, a lot of lot of lot of lot of good talent on that 
that Braves coaching staff. Um, the next game I got, Jeremy, uh, it's it's September 21st of, of 2016. It's, it's a Cubbies game to yeah, change pace, to change some pace here. Exactly, yeah. I will, well, yeah, we'll change the – and was this, was this the only um, Cubs game we saw that year, Jack? You know, Jeremy, I actually want to say it was. I think it was the only Cubs game that you and I went to together, which is which is odd. Yeah, for sure. So, like, yeah, obviously to put it in perspective, like 2016 was the World Series year. I think, like, 2015, we, you know, as as evidenced in the last episode, tickets were a little easier to get then, and so we, we took advantage of that. And I think in 2016, things were getting a little – yeah, because they had come off of the the – the playoff, the you know, kind of deeper playoff run in 2015. So tickets were a little harder to get. So we, we couldn't afford, a, you know, rain delay theater prices didn't take effect until either April or uh, September. So we had to wait all the way till September 26th to catch a, a Cubs game. Um, and you know, the same is kind of played out here, like in in recent years with the uh, Cubs as well. That's why we don't get to as many Cubs games. Um, but yeah, so not until the September. Um, you know, just on the heels of the the playoff run, did we get to see the Cubs that year? Yeah, um, and Jeremy, what, what's cool? First of all, I'm, I'm holding it in my hand right now. We we got um, we got actual like tickets for this oh, game, like okay. the, the the printed out Cubs tickets, which oh, I've man. saved. I don't have mine cool. for that game. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So 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 we so you must have like gone up to the box office and gotten these or something before the before the game. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I uh, actually, Jeremy, it, it's kind of cool because like I'm glad I have a ticket stub from the year that they won the World Series, definitely, which is neat. Um, yeah. And and also, it's like it's like basically the last week of the season too, so it's September 21st, which is also cool. Um, it looks like it was a Wednesday, um, and the ticket says hashtag Let's Go, which is I don't remember <laughs> that being their catchphrase that year, but uh, yeah. but uh, so yeah, so that was neat. Um, Jeremy, I have written on here. I remember it was a hot night. So it was a hot September night. Okay. You know, tickets were cheap, as you said, because, you know, it's September. School has started, so there's not as many kids and families going on, on those weeknight games. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a hot night, but uh, the attendance was 40,434. I remember the crowd being pretty big for that night. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> it was a Cubs winner, so that was nice. Um, yes. Uh, they kind of they kind of spanked the Reds there in this they game. They did. Um, so we saw Robert Stevenson pitch, Jeremy. I, I remember we were making some jokes about the author Robert Louis Stevenson. Uh, okay, um, I, I almost made one right but... now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so we were um, so so that was happening. We saw Ross Ollendorf pitch for the Reds. Yeah, that is crazy. That Ross Ollendorf was still in the league in 2016. It is, and, and folks, if you don't know who Ross o- Ollendorf is, uh, what he was famous for was he would do this real old-timey, like, wind-up. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think the classic thing, though, Jeremy, was so he was pitching um, in the seventh inning, and he did his old-timey wind-up to Chris Bryant, and Chris uh. Bryant just crushed a home <laughs> run, like, over the bleachers. Like, it was one of those, it was one of those like, Chris Bryant majestic, like, 420-foot home runs. Yeah. And just, it just sailed over the bleachers. <laughs> and then just, like, and this like, Ollendorf just gets the ball back. And then just, like, the very next batter, like, he goes into his, like, you know, stupid-ass, like, old-timey wind-up again. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, maybe you should, like, kind of curb that if you give up a home run like that, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Ross Ollendorf also, I would say, he was known for, like, I think he went to, I don't think it was Harvard. He might have went to Princeton or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, he's definitely an Ivy League guy, and, like, 
they talked about how he's like such a like a brilliant like baseball mind like a the smart thinking guy and like then they interviewed him on the on on a radio show on like the Boers and Bernstein show on the score and they were like Dan Bernstein who's like a you know he went to Duke um but he's like a, a, a you know a smart guy whatever and some people resent him for that um but uh he was trying to trying to have like a very cerebral interview with Ross Ollendorf and i feel like Ross Ollendorf sounded like a complete bonehead like, <laughs> I, he's like so you know he asked him like this really long thoughtful question about you know just like thinking about what pitch he's going to throw and he and Ross Ollendorf replied was, was like um yeah, you know, I don't know. I just throw whatever or something like something. Really, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, did this guy like, you know, was he some sort of like charity case or something? Like, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, listen, I know that like even like the smartest, like Harvard, you know, baseball player maybe isn't as smart as like the, you know, uh, someone who graduated with a degree in science or or medicine from Harvard. Um, so like he is at the end of the day, still an athlete, but like this guy sounded like a complete bonehead. I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like I, the guy might just be a complete bonehead who just happened to go to an Ivy league school, like for whatever reason, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's like the, uh, he's like the, the, the Winklevoss twins of major league baseball or, <laughs> or something, <Yeah. laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, and speaking of boneheads, yes, uh, J- John Lackey yep. started the game for the Cubs. I knew that's where you were going with that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, actually, um, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this uh, later, but um, I got, I wrote, I did write some down, write down some notes uh, for this for this game. But yeah, John Lackey did start. He actually had a, a fairly good game: seven innings, two runs, uh, five hits. Um, but uh, but yeah. There are some there are some oddities in this lineup. Maybe not so much for the Cubs, except for I would say Joe Smith, um, who was like uh-huh. a late season acquisition from the Mets, I believe. Yes. Um, or maybe the yeah, it's probably the Mets. Um, uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe he came over from the Indians. Honestly, who knows? But uh, you wouldn't think that they were would be trading guys. But uh, um, but uh, but yeah, like the the um Reds uh, lineup just is is pretty ugly. Um. Uh, although I guess maybe at the time these guys weren't so bad. You 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 do have that dude BP uh, Brandon Phillips. Um, you do you do you do you do have him. You, gotta, you have uh, who is it Steve Steve Selsky? Okay, so yeah, right. this is this is where it falls off. Steve Selsky. I mean, who the fuck is Steve Selsky? <laughs> yeah, you got Steve Selsky. You got as you call him, Jeremy, uh, the mighty Tony Renda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who um. Yeah, I guess he didn't make the last out of the game. Part of me feels like he did, but no, Steve Selsky actually made the last out of the game. But Tony Renda did, uh, yeah, pinch hit and strike out. So yeah, and 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 I'll say this, Jeremy, in a game where uh, where Joe Madden actually batted his pitcher ninth, yeah, like uh, Brian Price, like fucking goes and bats his pitcher eighth. Right, exactly. So yeah, this is another situation where I have like a crazy like slash line of pitching, you know, number jersey numbers. Um, but yeah, this was a, see, this was a kind of one of those funny instances where like, I think that like the visiting manager tried to bat, like tried to like outsmart Joe Madden or something. And like, right. this is when I was still, you know, pretty high on Joe Madden where it would be like, yeah, I'm going to, I, cause I think he spent like the whole 2015 year 
pretty much batting the pitcher eighth the whole time. So then, like, everyone else, like, you know, kind of copycatted him. And then Madden just then reverted back to, like, pitching the batter or uh, batting the pitcher uh, ninth. Um, But then, like, yeah, you have Brian Price be like, oh, well, hey, if it works for this guy, maybe I'll bat my pitcher ninth too or eighth also. And then, like, yeah, you know, like, you know, they lose and it's a non-factor and you you got a bad scorecard because of it. But, yeah. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, and this this does look like a, a bad sloppy scorecard um, yeah. that I filled out. Um, uh, Jeremy, I see here that <clears throat> Ramon Cabrera yeah. came in to play catcher for the Reds at one no. point. Who again? No who clue. is Ramon Cabrera? Absolutely no clue. I the guy could be um, the this could have been his maybe one and only major league at bat, which was a hit <laughs> by pitch and then promptly re, uh, you know retired at second base on a force out. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, it very likely could have been his only at bat ever in his career. I have no idea. I have no idea who he is. No. Um, Um, which is, which is very, you know, very strange for, for us. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, it was, it was a kind of a a crap game. The Reds just got basically blown out. I'm trying to look at what the final score was. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It looks like, what was it? The final score nine to two or eight to two or something like that. Four, six, seven, eight, nine, nine to two. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, not good. I have that it was the Cubs' 97th win of the year, and it wow. also um, uh, it also uh, reduced their magic number to two. Okay. Oh, for home field advantage uh, throughout. Oh wow! So they had had they already clinched at this point? Yeah, I guess they had. Yeah, this was like to to clinch home field advantage. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I will say this, Jeremy. Like that team was pretty sick that year. You know, yeah. that was the they were like by far the best team in baseball that yeah. season, and it just it just seemed like an inevitability that they would make it to the World Series. 100%, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's cool that we got to see that we got to see them in September. Um, yeah, very nice. uh, but do you do you want to move on, Jeremy, to what? the Lansing Lugnuts game? Let's do it, Jack. Uh, so, um, yeah, next up, I guess, for the 2017 season is um, kind of a, a, a divergence of sort, like a detour, um, literally, because uh, we, we, we skipped town and took a little baseball road trip, Jack. We did. This is the first time. This is the first time we ever did that, Jeremy. Um, and these are going to be the two games that we end on, which I which I think is appropriate because Jeremy, this would have been if we would have been doing the podcast at that time. This would have probably been one of our flagship episodes. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, uh, it was a great time, Jeremy. The first the first game we went to. So we went to Michigan, folks. Uh, uh, pure Michigan. Um, <laughs> Little road uh, trip. We went. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so we went to uh, the first game. We went to was a Lansing Lugnuts game. Uh, well, Lansing is the capital of Michigan. Jeremy, is it not? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they had the. I think I think I saw the state capital there. Yes. Anyway, um, so yeah, we went to a Lansing Lugnuts game. It was uh, we mainly went there to see uh, Bo Bichette and uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., um, yep. who are both currently now in the major leagues. Um, they made their debuts in 2019, so just two short years later, yep. they were both in the big leagues. Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. at that point, I believe, was the uh, he was the number one prospect in all of baseball, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah, yeah, because then okay. we would go on to uh, see Royce Lewis, uh, who was the number one prospect in baseball, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we, yeah, we went through a little streak there where, where for two years in a row. We saw the number one prospect, which is cool. Well, uh, and, you, you sort of have to get lucky. The number one prospect sort of has to be in the Midwest for us to see him. And then, but, then uh, Wander Franco as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did see Wander Franco. Was that 2019? Was that just last year we yeah, saw him? Yeah, definitely, yeah. 
Well, Jesus Christ, Jeremy, we got we last three years. Uh, we did it the last three years. I, I don't know if it's going to happen in 2020. That's how, that's how you fucking prospect, Jack. That's how you prospect. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, Jack, you know what? If we see Luis Robert before he loses rookie eligibility, um, we will. Well, uh, I guess he's not the number one. Pro- well, I mean, you know, Wander Franco is still the number one prospect. And number two, I believe, uh, depending on what list you look at, it's either Gavin Lux or Luis Robert. So if we can see Luis Robert before, like early on in the season, whenever the season is, we could maybe, you know, put a little asterisk on that for 2020. Okay. All right. I, I, I like it. Um, uh, that, that that can be a goal uh, yes. for when we're going to White Sox Hashtag games. goals. But, so, yeah, but, but <laughs> for this game, we uh, we saw we saw Bobachet. We saw Vlad Guerrero Jr. Now, Jeremy, this this was a this game was a real dog. There was uh, it was a su- it was a super long game. There were a oh ton of God. runs scored. The start yeah. the starting pitcher's uh, name for the Lansing Lugnuts. His name was uh, uh, Mike Ellenbest. Yeah. Uh, now Mike Ellenbest, his line, Jeremy. He went one and a third innings pitch, so he went longer than Carlos Rodon. Yeah. He, he gave up nine runs with eight of them earned. He gave up eleven hits. He walked two and he struck out none. Yeah. Now, Jeremy. That's one of those things where you're like, oh, you know, I could have had that line. But, yeah. <laughs> like, you and I probably could have done about as well as Mike Ellen Best did in that game. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's I, – yeah, I think so. I mean, like, either they would have, like, um, taken us out or, like, maybe so, – <laughs> it might have been, like, a Bugs Bunny situation where the guys, like, you know, we throw so bad and so poorly that they swing at it and just, you know, we get lucky, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a, it was a. He, he got the game off to a bad start, and what was even sadder, Jeremy, is because it was a minor league game. Like, uh, like the the crowd like applauded when he was being being lifted because like people felt bad for him. Right. Yeah. So they they, they like they gave him a little applause, which was uh, which was pretty sad. And then yeah. he was he was relieved by a guy named Griffin Glaude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or, I mean, yeah. you know, in, in this Griffin Glaude guy, it looks like at the time he was 25 years old, pitching an A ball, you know, yeah. like this guy's not going to, this guy's not doing anything, you know, he's just playing, he's just hanging on to a, a dream, you know, for sure. So, so, so you, you get these, uh, you, you just, you get these guys, um, who are playing in, in minor league baseball who just have no chance. Uh, uh, yeah, so Jeremy, it was it was uh, it was fun, but we had good seats, but the the game was just a complete blowout. Yeah, well, it, and Jack, I will say, like, it's funny that you 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 honed in on on Glaude because he actually had the best performance of any pitcher that night. <laughs> he's the he only did. pitcher. He's the only pitcher who didn't give up any runs. <laughs> he did. He pitched. He pitched two and two thirds scoreless. Yeah. The other guys, this Erdanias guy, he pitched three innings, gave up four earned runs. Duramo pitched two innings, gave up two earned runs. So yeah, uh, Glaude actually did. Uh, Griffin Glaude actually did uh, the best out, yeah. of, out of anybody. Um, and but I recall him just like throwing junk, like just completely. Yeah, for um, sure. I remember the. Uh, 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 I'm trying to see who they who they played here. Uh, the the West Michigan Whitecaps. Yep. So I, I think they were a Toronto Blue Jays farm team. No, no, the uh, Lugnuts were a Blue Jays farm yep. team. The Whitecaps were a Tigers farm team. Yep. The uh, the the Whitecaps started uh, Kirk Gibson's kid. Yep. Cam Gibson. Cool. Cam Gibson. Yeah. Center field. Yeah. Cam Gibson. Their leadoff man Woodrow. He reached base seven straight times. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's crazy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That is crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, he, he he hit safely in seven straight at bats, which is ridiculous. And I remember that Woodrow guy. I wonder what he's listed as here. Yeah, Danny Woodrow. He's listed at 5'10", 160. Yeah. That guy was that guy was straight out of Shrimpton, dude. Like he must have <laughs> been like five seven and one hundred and thirty five pounds. Like that dude was he was tiny. Yeah. Um but uh uh yeah, so he, he played uh uh I remember the uh the white caps, Jeremy. They started a guy named Soto mm-hmm. who was he, he could throw gas, man. Yeah, he actually um Gregory Soto actually now that I'm looking at it like I have one of his autographs like he was um a prospect for the for the Tigers and I think he's made the majors um really at this point yeah like he um was like a you know a middling prospect I would say if he okay like I'm not sure what he's done in recent years but yeah I, I think I have his autograph actually nice yeah because I, I remember we kind of had our eye on the guy um you know, because because he was throwing he was throwing a lot of heat. He could throw like ninety nine miles an hour, but uh, I mean there must not have been any movement on it because uh, he pitched three and two thirds and he gave up six earned runs, ten yeah. hits. Uh, so you know, right? I mean, he obvi- obviously had some work to do. Like you know, he might have been throwing ninety nine, but it probably wasn't wasn't you know moving at all uh, yeah. or, or anything. Or maybe he was just throwing it right down the middle. I actually but, remember. Know, I feel like he like had like a good first inning, maybe. Um, he did. Yeah. He did. And, uh, and I mean, it, just, he, it all, it all came apart. Yeah, exactly. And then like, yeah, I think like he looked good on like some plays, but, uh, but then when he looked bad, he looked bad. Um, and he got hit hard. Um, but yeah, there was, there's a lot of anomalies in this game. Okay. So West, West, uh, Michigan ended up beating Lansing, uh, 15 to eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you say mm-hmm. that this was like a long interminable game and it definitely felt that way. But I wrote down that the game actually went, lasted three hours and 46 minutes. Oh, did it? Yes, it did, yeah. Okay. Which I think was shorter than the Chicago Dogs game, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it, it might have been. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it, 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 I think part of that, Jeremy, was just, it felt like a, it was a very hot night. It was only, it was only, it was June 16th, yeah. so it, it wasn't exactly the middle of summer, although it was getting there, but I, I seem to remember it being like a very hot and steamy well, night. I actually wrote down that it was 79 degrees. Um, was it? But that might have been like at game time, and it might have been a hotter uh, day that game, or, or uh, uh-huh. game, or yeah, yeah, day, uh, uh, like in the daytime. Um, but but just more like uh, we should also say um, the Western Michigan uh, uh, team Whitecaps had twenty five hits. Okay, uh-huh. I wrote down that that was a franchise record. Was um, it? Yeah, for for them or a franchise tie for twenty for hits twenty five. Um, it was uh, a Midwest League record for 11 doubles for the Western Jesus. Michigan team. Uh, Lansing was eliminated from the wild card for the first half that game. Okay. And uh, Bo Bichette was also the league leader in batting average, um, oh. like, you know, either leaving or entering or leaving that game. Um but there's actually some funny stuff to talk about. I know we're this the episode is getting long and we thank you all for, for bearing with us, but hey, you got nothing else to do. We got nothing else to do. So, you know, let's lean <laughs> into it a little bit. But just to talk about this this uh road trip again, just a little bit, Jack, I don't know if you remember this, but um uh I made an interesting discovery when we when we finally like so Okay, we rented a car for this thing because I just didn't want to put the miles on my car, and I think we got a pretty good deal on a rental. Um, so we rented a car. We drove up. We did stop in Kalamazoo 
Um, uh-huh. On the way there and got like, I had like a pasty, like a uh, Michigan pasty, which is like a uh, a Michigan thing. It was basically like a, uh, you know, a, a food, like a like kind of like a hot pocket or like an empanada or something. Yeah. Uh, we ate at this bar. It was pretty damn good. I, got, I remember that. But Jack, do you remember what I found under the seat before we uh, got into the... Before oh we left. Oh my god, Jeremy, I had completely forgotten about this. You found like a bottle of Jack Daniels, right? Yeah, it was Gentleman Jack actually, even nicer than Jack Daniels. Um yeah. but a brand new sealed huge bottle of whiskey we found <laughs> um in the underneath the seat cuz I was going to put like I had some like some bag or something that I was going to hide while we were in the game and I reached under the driver's seat and I felt something and I pulled it out and it was this big fucking bottle of whiskey. <laughs> brand new like it had even had a price tag like 28 dollars or something jack i i just i had that that bottle lasted me a long time and i threw it out like not you know maybe only like a year ago or something wow yeah i mean i i think we definitely cracked it open that night oh we did in the hotel room we uh we busted into that thing and we i remember jack we made like a a run to uh like oh actually yeah, well, we could talk about we'll talk about that after the game, maybe if what well, what we did after that, which was pretty fun. Yeah. But but yeah, this game was just all kinds of weird um, anomalies statistically. With the amount of runs scored, there was only one homer in the yes. whole game. Yeah, yeah, which was odd, and it was hit by some guy named Knight. For yeah, the, uh, the Lansing Lugnuts. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I I I do recall that it was it was very strange that the Whitecaps did not hit any home runs. I have I have written down here that Mike. Mike Rebello got ejected. Uh, oh. He was the manager for the Michigan West Michigan Whitecaps. Yeah. He got ejected in the fifth inning. I don't know if you have that written down, Jeremy. I, I don't think I do, but that was um he was the coaching third base too, wasn't he? Probably. Yeah, like he was the yeah like you know sometimes an A ball like the manager will just like coach a base and yeah so he got he got ejected <laughs> even though his team was like already blowing out the lug nuts, which doesn't seem to make any sense. No. Jeremy, do you remember? Do you remember that fan? Uh, yes. That was sitting like in front of us. He was yes. an old guy, yes. and he was like, "Come on, get the bullpen going." <laughs> yeah, this guy, man. It's you know, this is three years ago at this point, but like, I just remember he was like comp- so vocal, and he was. I honestly don't even remember what he did. Like, did he like have something to say at af- after every at bat, or like? Yeah, he did. He well, and then and then at one point, like some guy hit a foul ball, and he went. so it was great jeremy it it was another one of those things like this guy was like sort of incepted the idea for like us to do this podcast yeah it was like people like that i remember this now he was kind of like doing play by play almost right he was he was but like he was just saying like obvious things that were happening or like when he was yelling at the at the lug nuts to like to get the bullpen going it's like what are you what are you talking about man like (laughs) i almost want to say someone actually did tell him like shut shut up at some point in the game too or like they're like yeah we know buddy or something like that like i feel like someone did kind of heckle him to kind of try to shut him up a little bit but yeah man oh geez yeah it's crazy man this oh man yeah, so that that was a good game, Jeremy. But then, I, yeah, I remember. God, you found that bottle of Gentleman Jack, and so then we we, we ended up. Uh, <laughs> so we we drove we drove to uh, we drove away from Lansing. We had about a half hour drive to our motel room, yeah. And we ended up in uh, we stayed in Canton, Michigan, if right? I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, yes, yes. 
Yeah, did we did we stay at a place called the Canton Inn or something oh, like that? Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, it was something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So then we, th- th- it was about a 15 minute walk to like some honky tonk bar well, that we ended up going to. <laughs> exactly. Well, Jack, okay, a couple things quick before we move, we get too far. Number one, yeah. I do remember you talk, I don't know who the hell you were talking to, but you, I remember you saying to someone like, yeah, we're staying over in Canton. <laughs> and like, I was thinking like, do people even know what Canton is? Like, it would be like if you said to someone like, yeah, we're staying over in Harwood Heights or something. It's like. <laughs> You could live in Chicago your whole fucking life and not know what the fuck Harwood Heights is or something or like even something more like obscure like and like I was like Jack's speaking very confidently about Canton and I'm like I'm not sure if if this is just a postage stamp that like people don't even know the name of so like I but I couldn't even I can't fathom for me for the life of me who you would have said that to but I remember you did say that to someone and I'm like I'm not sure if this guy knows what Canton Michigan is. Did I really say mm-hmm. that? That's interesting. Yeah, I, um, I just don't don't okay. remember who it was, but but so that, I thought that was funny. But then like yeah, so let's just set the scene about this place where we stayed. So we stayed at this like yeah roadside motel basically that was fucking you know like you know a, a roach motel basically. Yeah, it, um, it was a, it was a flea bag in Jeremy. Yeah, let's just say it <laughs> for sure. And like and it was on like a dimly lit like state road like state highway basically. So like a four lane. Uh, highway basically um and um we did we were definitely scoping out places to like do some drinking like uh you know after the game or whatever and um we found this yeah like perfect like it was totally like a honky tonk bar a place that i was a little uh nervous uh as a uh only half white guy <laughs> um you know <laughs> to go into especially in in michigan um uh, so I was a little, I was a little worried about that. Um, but we, I remember we like kind of like ran, we like, obviously it wasn't a busy road, but we definitely like made sure that there were no semis coming. Cause we had to cross this four lane highway. Um, yeah. and, uh, we got to this bar and like we hung out and it was pretty fucking fun. Like there was like a house band playing. There was, yeah, there, there was, there was a house band playing for, uh, for part of it. And they had a replay of the, uh, Tigers Rays game, which yeah. we would go to the next, the next day. Right. Um, uh, yeah, so it was it was uh, it was actually super fun. Um, I think we stayed there probably till about bar closed, Jeremy. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. And then I remember we we did leave and we you know we ambled across the four lanes again to get back to our side of the road. Um, and there was like a like a Shell gas station or something open that we stopped in and we like kind of raided the you know the, fr- the 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 refrigerator section and. We got all kinds of like I remember getting like combos and chips and like sandwiches and we we got these things these like um, again to to speak of like the pasty hot pocket uh, sort of thing we got these these like these like kind of like independently locally made like glorified hot pockets basically and they were fucking good yeah they, they were they were like you know they were filled with like pepperoni yeah and, uh, you know and maybe it was just pepperoni but like. Yeah, and cheese, mm-hmm. and like uh, there was like and a tortilla. Sauce. Yeah, it was it was very tasty. But the funniest part was is that like at, at some <laughs> point Jeremy, you know, he had he had this thing in his hand. He had like this hot pocket in his hand, um, and like he he flipped it up in the air like a baton, <laughs> yeah. and then he he like he tried to catch it and he missed it and it just fell on the ground. I mean, yeah. it was still in the wrapper and everything. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. 
Yeah, it was just like a total a total whip. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah it, it was. Yeah, Jeremy, we were we were two men, like uh, you know, just having a big time in Canton, Michigan. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I was just fucking around, and like we stepped, like we <laughs> we we took it, we paid for it. I took like two steps out of the gas station and I just fucking fired it in the air and like totally missed it. <laughs> and it just like whapped on the ground and like, I'm like, Oh shit. And like, you know, yeah, it was fine. Um, and we just walked it back, you know, up the road to the, to the motel and then popped it in the microwave. And like, yeah, we basically drank we busted open that, that gentleman Jack and we're like drinking whiskey and eating this shitty, like, uh, microwave food but it was like the time of the time of my life you know like it was awesome yeah yeah it was it, it was great it was a great night um and then we woke up and we had to go to the tigers game the next day yeah exactly yeah which was which was kind of crazy so we were both we were both feeling uh we were both kind of feeling it the next morning and jeremy if i'm not mistaken i don't know if you wrote down the temperature for this game but i remember it being very it, it, it was pretty hot that day to start okay. off at least if you remember that yeah i don't have the temp for this one uh specifically yeah but yeah hot game jeremy oh my god this is a revelation uh i see taylor featherston was on that race team do you have this box score oh god i do have it in front of me yeah oh my god he did, yeah he, he was did not, he did not play in the game but yeah taylor oh, featherston god. was was he's listed as an infielder yeah and he was he was he was on this race team wow okay so yeah folks it was uh this game was six uh, June seventeenth of twenty seventeen. It was uh, Detroit uh, Tigers versus Tampa Bay Rays, um, uh, and it was my first time at Comerica Park. Was it yours too, Jeremy? It was. It was Jack. Um, yeah. Um, and you know, one of my I had been through Detroit a couple times, but um, never for uh, not that we did an extended stay of time, but um, yeah, my first time kind of staying in Detroit as well. Um, so yeah, it was, it was interesting, but yeah, definitely I had passed by the stadium and, um, but I never checked it out and, uh, it was an interesting stadium. It was kind of cool. I think it, it was, um, uh, yeah, I, I remember we, uh, we kind of, uh, before the game, we kind of walked around downtown Detroit a little bit. Yeah. I think we may have gotten some chili cheese dogs, if I'm not mistaken, well, that, some pony dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Jack, so you speak no further. We did, <laughs> we did, uh, do the Coney dogs in uh, Detroit. So we went to uh, Lafayette Coney um, and there's like, it's, you know, it's odd. There's like two Coney dog places side by side. Kind of like if you go to Maxwell street here in Chicago, um, there's two like identical places, but you know, also feuding. Uh, and same thing with like Philadelphia. If you go to get cheesesteaks, there's Pat's and Gino's right across the street from each other. There was like, I think it's called like American Coney or something and then Lafayette Coney so we went to Lafayette Coney which is definitely like the kind of like the older version and Jack what was your what were your thoughts about Lafayette Coney I I liked it Jeremy I I think I may have gotten two Coney dogs I probably could have eaten four or five with how hungover I was yeah um, exactly it was good I liked it yeah that that place is awesome and like yeah definitely if you any um you know listeners travel to detroit make sure that you go to to lafayette coney it's like it's this old it's just like an old diner like um counter like service like you sit on a stool at a at a at a, a little diner uh bar table and like they it's like it's crazy like because we went in there's like all these old these older guys like wearing like white shirts and paper hats and they just like they i think they said to us like how many they didn't even say like what do you want 
They're like, how many, right. how many, you know, conies? And like, we, I think we didn't even know what to say. So we, we both started with two. I almost want to say, Jack, we, we ordered two and then maybe got another one or maybe I got another one or something. We, we, we may have, or we may have gotten more, like we may have gotten fries or something like that as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it kind of, it kind of threw us on our heels a little bit. So I was like, uh, two, two and two. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we got them like, uh, I think maybe we both, we got them with chi- with cheese both times, but they're definitely like chili, yeah, chili cheese dogs with the onions and like, um, you know, it's it's odd that they're called Coney dogs, but they're like they're a Detroit thing, um, not a Coney Island, New York thing, but uh, um, obviously born there, I guess, but it's it's a, it's definitely a Detroit thing, the Coney dog, um, and they were fucking delicious, and like I do think about that place sometimes, and like I you know I'd love to go back there at some point. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, it was definitely very tasty, and it was it was a good way to to begin the day. I remember I remember when we got out there, we got to the stadium early, um, you know, because we wanted to have ample time to kind of explore. So there was a big line waiting to get into the game. Yeah, we the giveaway that day was a Detroit Tigers reusable tote bag, which was pretty cool. Which I still um, use, Jack. I have it. I'm looking at it right now. I use that at the grocery store all the time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so that yeah, that's a great reusable tote bag. You, you can't you can't really use them nowadays. Uh, they don't want you using the reusable bags. But uh, you know, hopefully in two months, not to bring you, not to bring oh, you down, folks. Not right. to bring you down. Exactly. Yeah, during these COVID days. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but it was a cool game. We saw. Um, uh, you know, we got to walk around the stadium. I remember Jim Leland was giving an interview on the field, which is cool. Yeah, or um, it wasn't even in the field. It was like in this like weird like um, like dining area. Like they were doing like a pregame show, and they or right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't on the field. It was like yeah, like you said, like in a weird in a weird like dining yeah. area. But they they had it on the uh, they had it on the uh, the, the jumbotron. Um, yeah, but we uh, watched. So- we watched them. We were standing there for the taping. I think then they honored him on the field after that to begin the game. Right. Um, but right. yeah. Yes. But, but yeah, because we saw him like kind of like you know not super close, but but kind of like there, you know, like. Um, so I thought that was really cool to see. Um, but yeah, yeah, we walked around. It was very like, it reminded me of uh, PNC Park, which like, and the thing that blew my mind is that PNC Park is kind of like league renowned is like one of the best ballparks in baseball mm-hmm. but um comerica like really reminded me of pnc but no one ever talks about how nice comerica is so i found it to be a really nice park and like a, kind of like an open concept um and uh it was cool walking around and and seeing it all um and uh but i thought it was odd that yeah that that it gets no love like on a on a national level but it, it was a pretty nice ballpark i would say it was, um, and they have a lot of really cool features too. When you walk around the concourse, they have like uh, they have little exhibits for like each decade. Yeah. Um. So you know they have like memorabilia from like you know players like you know like a tie cop jersey or glove or whatever you know, and then and then they have that for each decade that the Tigers have existed, sort of all along the concourse, which is neat. They have like a kids area where they have like a, a tiger like a themed merry-go-round like yeah, there's yeah. there's tigers everywhere yeah. um so like there's just like a lot of really cool stuff to to look at and they even have like at one point they even have like a little thoroughfare where it's like and i think it's kind of near that kids area where it's like just different like restaurants you yeah. know that you can go to yeah um so it's very cool 
Um, uh, and that was neat. The, the game itself, we, we sat in the upper deck. Uh, we were in the, in the, on the right field side, the first base side. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember Jeremy, uh, now the game was good, but Jeremy, do you remember, uh, <laughs> there was some fake news being passed around among the people there. Do you remember this? Um, I'm not sure. You'll have to refresh my memory. Okay. So I, I meant to look up the email. But there, it was like it was like uh, uh, some people behind us were talking about like how all of the celebrities in Hollywood were like going on strike or something like that. Um, <laughs> I meant I meant to look this up before before the podcast. Maybe I can do it now, real oh, quick. Man. Just, just search Jeremy fake news. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, give me the gist of what it was, and then I'll, I'll I can vamp so you can look that up if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but so so there was that. We got to see uh, we got to see Jumbo Diaz, which was fun. We did, you know? yeah. We got to see him come out. Jack, I remember this game, and if you want to take a look for that, go for it. But yeah, I do I remember this game being like a quick game, and that's one of the things when you go when you do a road trip to uh, to see a stadium, you kind of you kind of want like a long game because you want to have a chance to take in the stadium. I uh, I did a a road trip with with a friend of mine, um, Kevin, uh, who's who's a listener. Um, we did a. We went to Ohio and did um, uh, the Indians, the um, the Reds, and then we also we went all the way out to Pittsburgh. Um, and the Indians game, there was like a t- an hour and a half rain delay, which was actually cool because we got to walk around the stadium and, and take in the sights and everything and really get our fill of the stadium. But I kind of remember this game being kind of uh you know a quick game um it was it was yeah relatively like a a three to two a three to two game we did get to see miggy cabrera uh hit a home run yeah that was cool yeah um yeah jeremy your fake news here i looked it up it's uh the they said that the hollywood actors were going on strike until trump resigns um (laughs) really this, this was what was going around uh the bleachers uh where we were sitting and uh, uh, the funny thing is, Jeremy, is that that news story was from six months prior. Oh my God! Really? Yes. So I and I what I I like looked this up and forwarded it to you. Yeah. So so you, you <laughs> looked it up, and the the title of the e- of your email was fake news. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to look this up in my gmail uh history <laughs> yeah that's funny I, my response was ha! i guess news takes a while to reach michigan <laughs> i see it right here this is funny snopes yeah <laughs> hollywood strike trump resides <laughs> not only is it fake news but it's from january <laughs> yeah it was some good old good old fake news oh man fake, well being sp- i guess yeah. that's maybe michigan for you i don't know but like um, yeah. that's fun. I kind of, Jack, I don't remember this, which is great that you're re- re- refreshing my memory. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was the thing I remembered most about that game. Yeah. So, right. And so yeah, your reply there. is hi. I guess news takes a while to reach Michigan. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, very not nice. Bad. Very um, nice. We apologize yeah. to any Michigan uh, listeners. I, we appreciate, I don't I actually don't think we have very many Michigan listeners, but <laughs> yeah. So we can, we can bag on them all we want a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Well, you know, yeah, Jeremy. Hopefully, I, I I know we had kind of planned on you know maybe taking a some kind of road trip where be it to Kansas City or Minnesota or something this year. But yeah, uh, you know, hopefully that can still happen. You yeah, know? I know it's going to give us a, a slightly smaller window to do that. I would love to go to Kansas City and get some barbecue. That would be awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, there, there's a lot of other stuff we could do. The the Negro Leagues <clears throat> Museum is in is in Kansas City, yep. so it would be cool to it would be cool to check that out as yeah, well. Absolutely. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. So yeah, uh, it, yeah I, Jeremy, I think we've we've uh, we've rambled on on we, this podcast. We, we have. Today, I just we not? before we just to ramble just a little more. I want to say that uh, just to wrap up that road trip, we did stop at Ann Arbor on the way back and stopped at this really awesome like University of Michigan burger joint that I think is like a college staple. Um, that was pretty awesome. Uh, just to wrap yeah. up the food, uh, you know portion of that road trip and that baseball trip um but uh yeah so that was that was fun and yeah it would be awesome to to do that again uh you know uh kind of yeah what was crazy jim's blimpy burger was that what it was yeah i believe so with a k crazy with a k maybe yeah yeah that was Uh, that was very tasty that place was amazing uh do yourself a favor and google that place because uh yeah, you can kind of customize anything down to the bun itself you can get a pump i got a pumpernickel bun uh you can get just different like they have different kinds of buns and all kinds of toppings that place is awesome uh you know so for uh michigan fans uh michigan attendees you're lucky to have a place like that because it was pretty pretty cool yeah and i remember uh ann arbor being just a really cool city in general um kind of wishing we had been able to hang out there a little bit more yeah yeah that was that was neat cool college town yeah for sure so yeah, we'll see. But yeah, yes, we have rambled on and, uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever. This is a longer episode. But uh, again, yeah, we got, you know, there's there's lack of things going on right now. So uh, if you want to take this this uh, episode in two parts, uh, if this part two you want to take in two parts, uh, you know, go for it. Uh, but uh, so what? We went on a little bit long. This one. No biggie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, hey, Jeremy. This is the most this is the most human interaction I've had in at least three to four days. Yeah, so, you exactly. Know. And it ain't bad. No, exactly. And some of these things we haven't talked about in in several years. So in three to four years. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um. All right. Well. Uh. You know. Uh, until next time, folks. We'll 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 get you. We'll get at you with another episode. Hopefully in the next week or two. So un, until then, uh, I'm Jack Swakowski. and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. All right. We'll see you next time. Stay safe. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>